excellent reviews them straighters i'm aiden and i am howard i'm so tempted to say i'm howard because i'm the one speaking and giving the name i don't know why yeah yeah because if you say oh this is a howard and aiden show yeah. I'm inclined to say I'm Howard. Yeah, because <laughs> my name's first for some reason. Yeah, I don't know. It... Well, that was because we asked around and we were told Howard and Aiden has a better ring to it than yeah. Aiden Howard. Yeah. Whatever, we'll go with that. So, this is a very, this is a special episode, isn't it, Aiden? Yeah, this is a... So, we decided for this, we would talk about our top 13 horror yeah, movies. Yeah, it was originally going to be top 10. I said, well, let's do 13 as a little nod to Friday the 13th. Aiden forgot that, so he only came to, with 10 and he had to think up three more in a very short space of time. Oh, it came up nose. <laughs> 13 really is an unlucky number. It's cursed you already, Aiden. Do you want to check that it's recording? Because I, I just get the horrible feeling we're going to attract bad luck to this podcast. I've God. never squirted anything out of my nose. Ah. Oh. Somebody take that out of context. Just say I've never squirted anything. Ah. Oh. My nose is crying. Yeah. <laughs> um, Fantastic start to the podcast. Where were we? We were at. We were at. You forgot three of your oh. movies, but you thought them up in the very short space of time, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. Um, Probably won't have as much to say about it. No. 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 Um, I will warn you that my three, 13, 12, and 11 picks. <laughs> I've completely incapacitated you, haven't I? <laughs> even that funny <laughs> yeah. oh it was the shock yeah. um my 13 12 and 11 picks aren't movies i think are magnificent mm. they're just ones i think deserve praise yeah, yeah. that's um, sort of my attitude too okay to at least i think probably to um, kind of like honorable mentions 12 i guess yeah oh yeah so the way we're gonna do this is we're each gonna tell we're gonna work our way through i'll who should go first um you can go first with your first pick. Okay, but all right. We'll go back and forth. Yeah, we're gonna. I'm it. gonna start with my thirteenth. Then Aiden will do his thirteenth. We'll work our way through like that. If one of us has one that someone else has got on the list further down the line, how do you want to do it? Do you want to leave it till we get to that person, or do you want to uh, do it then and no, just I'll, skip it when we get to that person? I'll later? give like if you say something and yeah. I have it, I'll give you what number it was in my list. Sure, yeah. and then we'll talk about it then. Oh yeah, yeah. and then just skip it up. All right, yeah, sure, cool, cool, yeah. cool. Probably mentioned these lists aren't fixed. God we're, no. Yeah, we're perfectly. We might do like this every Halloween and just sort of do a re- a re-review of our lists. Yeah, to see where it stands. I'm going through my list now. Yeah, and I'm like even now in my head, these are moving around in order, mm, but I yeah. will read them in the order I put them. Yeah, in. it took me a while to decide on my order, and I'm still not 100 percent of it. This what? is just what I feel at the moment. But... Uh, one, two, and three, easy for me. The okay. rest of them. So top five were easy for me. In the end, once I actually got them down, but uh, but I know there's a movie I've forgotten, and I'll kick myself. Possibly, um, yeah, yeah, probably so, for me too. Do right, you want to so get, we get straight into it? Okay. Yeah, you're right. number thirteen. Uh, number thirteen for Howard is Pet Cemetery. Okay, the uh, movie ba- uh, based on Stephen, uh, the Stephen King novel. Now, this is a very recent one. Uh, so recent, in fact, uh, see, oh damn it, I can't remember the director's name. I will but, find um, the name for you. But you only watched this two weeks ago? I probably only watched this two weeks ago, yeah. But it's um, it's my kind of movie, because it's a very classic sort of horror setup. The The setup is this couple moves into... Where do they move into, Aid? What state do they move to? Maine. Yeah, they yeah. go to Maine. They It's a doctor, his wife and his son, and his daughter. And the daughter has a cat. And they move to what? Uh, I found the name of the director. Yeah, Mary Lambert. Okay, there you go. Known for also directing Mega Python versus Gatoroid. Oh, dear. Yeah. That's depressing. Yeah. She And she did the sequel, Pet Cemetery 2. Oh. Yeah, they move into a small town in Maine. 
which is in the middle of this little village across the across the way from this uh, old guy called Judd who becomes their friend. He's a guy, ah, I talk like this all the time. Yeah, 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 there's a pet cemetery over there, but... And there's this really busy road that runs between their houses. And nearby, there's this place called the Pet Cemetery, spelt with an S, because it's drawn by kids, you know, and kids, you scroll like the Pet Cemetery. The basic plot is, first of all, the cat gets killed without the daughter knowing. The daughter loves the cat. So Judd says, and the dad doesn't want to tell her about it, so the the judge says, oh, come with me, I don't know, place where it's out, and takes them to the pet cemetery. And the and the thing about the pet cemetery is, well, it's, it's not in the pet cemetery itself. You go past the pet cemetery, and then there's this old Indian burial ground. And dead things that you bury in the ground will come back. But, of course, what you put in the ground ain't what comes out. And the cat comes back, but there's something off about it. Like, it's a lot more aggressive. There's something off about its eyes. And the whole premise is, you put stuff in the ground, they come back. The thing animating them isn't the thing that was animating them before. It is a such a it's a very old idea. I mean, this is kind of goes back to the monkey paw, which had a similar premise. But it's kind of like it's not particularly original. It's not particularly surprising or anything like that. You can pretty you can probably predict where everything's going to go. But it's kind of like watching. It's appropriate because this is actually an adaptation of a book and I've never read the book, but it is kind of like watching an adaptation of a book you know very well where you know what's going to happen, but the interest is more in, okay, how are they going to do it? And that's where the uh, charm comes from. It looks fantastic. Like, every shot in this looks creepy. There's, like, some just creepy vibe going on there. Such a scary idea. A very quotable movie, too. Like, um, sorry, is there something you want to say? It looks like you're getting ready to... No, 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 no. But the, that character you were doing an impression of, you yeah. quote him all the time. Yeah, I do quote him all the time. He's actually, I saw him first from the satire that South Park did. South Park did a satire of this movie where Butter's parents think he's died. The old guy who's obviously, that just turns up, walks up to Butter's dad, who is obviously Judd, and he's one of those, Ah, Mr. Starch, not your Barry, your son in the Indian barrel ground. Ground up there is ha. And... I, when I first saw it, I thought he was just the generic horror... They were spoofing the generic horror movie old man. You know, it's always like, that old guy goes, Ah, oh, no, you're, you're kid, you don't want to go down that road. A lot of history down that road. <laughs> I curse that road. That's the old man I'm <clears throat> Yeah, I say, murder's bad. They used to burn witches up there. It's yeah. haunted. Yeah, and, and, and but it turns out that that character is a... A pretty much direct send-up of Judd in this, and he does have that way of talking. Oh, it's all right there. Ground is sour. But... Yeah, I like that. I like this movie a lot. Uh, the, the probably, if I can give some drawbacks, some of the acting isn't always top notch. The main guy's a little bland. The kid doesn't act too well, but he's five, so we'll cut in some slack. The um, the cat is the cat is probably the scariest thing in this movie. I'm not kidding. Like scarier than Sleepwalkers. Oh, um, well, nothing can top. All right. Nothing quite top sleepwalkers. So we'll, we'll what was it? Oscar was that the name of the I cat? I can't remember. He was a good cat. He was a good cat. This a good... is not. This is not a good cat. This is a bad cat. Oh. You bad Mister Kitty in this. Yeah, and, and some of the lines are scary in this. It's like, "Don't go that way. The ground is sour," or things like, oh, I... "Why is he eating the ground?" No, it's uh, okay. You've see, you've ruined it now. <laughs> just the ground is sour. Okay. Sour with what? And. um... Yeah, there's some there's some Stephen King cliches in it. I don't think it ever goes too far with them. There's like, no there's abusive parents. Mains in it. No, the parents aren't abusive. Um, there's no backhanding religion. 
No, not really. No alcoholic? No. No. Ah. no. Oh, sure Judd's kind King? of an alcoholic, but he's a friendly alcoholic. <laughs> like, I'm just going to drink beer here. Help. I don't enjoy me. But uh, Judd is probably my favourite character in that. He's, he's generally likeable and generally weird and interesting. Like, how does he know all this stuff? Well, we know he knows all this stuff, but how does he like deal with this? And why is he doing some of the stuff he does? But you, you still follow him along. Yeah, I, I'd recommend that. That's that's my number 13. Okay. Uh, you can't really comment on that because you haven't seen it, have you? No, no, no. 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 Uh, I'd recommend it. It's one of the better Stephen King. It's not, by the way, it's not anywhere near the best Stephen King adaptation. And I actually think Misery is probably the scarier movie. Is that on your list? No, but it's not a horror movie is the thing. Ah, okay. It's too much of a thriller. The fear comes more ah. from... It's not really... No, 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 but no, no, no. This is a pure... Misery's a pure thriller. Yeah. A lot. I've got some thrillers on my list, but I'd argue they're thrillers and horrors. Okay. I, M- I Misery was just a pure... I think of all the... Ho- Stephen King horrors, this is the best film adaptation. Yeah. Yeah, I'd go with that, yeah. Gerald's Game's good too. I liked Gerald's Game, but it's that again, that's more of a thriller. Okay. Uh, my number 13. Yeah is uh, the 2004 Dawn of the Dead remake. Ah, have I have seen not seen it? that, no. no. I think I've seen a bit of it. I've seen a bit of it. The bit where they're going down into the... Is it the... S- oh, the car park. Yeah, the the, the priest, not what do you call them? It is a car park, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they see the dog. Yeah. And the legless zombie drops on him. I, I, was, I thought it was fun, that little sequence I saw. And they shoot Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> do they? Am I That's why it's on my list. Okay. That right. is the whole reason. Is it Rosie O'Donnell? I can't see I'm her sure it list. is, yeah. Are you sure? I'm positive it is. Okay. Talking to the guy on the, across the street from them, they're like, "Hey, ask him if he can shoot Rosie." Part of it makes me think it might be a bit of nostalgia, but I sure, yeah. I watched it not too long ago, and I still really enjoyed it. I haven't seen the original, mm-hmm. which people say is really good as well. Uh-huh. I've seen bits of it. I know it's got the dad from Keenan and Kel, right? Who's in a bunch of Rob Zombie movies as well. Um, I like it. I've I've seen other zombie movies since, uh-huh. and this to me is the only zombie movie where the zombies have actually scared me. Okay, like because they can run uh-huh. and they look vicious. Right. Other zombie movies, it, it, like I always feel like maybe you could outsmart them or outrun yeah, them. Whatever. Yeah. These ones, it's, there's too many. They run. They look vicious, and it's like I don't want this to happen. Mm-hmm. Um. That... Sorry, shooting some zombies outside. <laughs> um, I don't know what else to say about it, really. Just, if you haven't seen it, a group of people get stuck in a shopping centre in nowhere America. Yeah. So it could be anywhere, I guess. Which is Springfield. Point. Yeah. And they're trapped with the <clears> zombies <throat> and they're trying to... Uh, I remember the guy... There's a guy in a gun shop across the road. Yeah, that's the guy I was talking about, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, it's the only... Z- I'm not a huge zombie fan. Me Although either. I do have two zombie movies in my list. Uh-huh. Um, I know what the other one is. Yeah, yeah, you do. I have one. Yeah. Um, you probably guess what that is. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, zombie movies don't really do a lot for me because it's more the, it's actually humanity, which is the yeah, monster. Yeah. And I, well, you do know that that is the, pretty much the, what Day of the Dead is as well. Yeah. At least the original was. It's a knock at capitalism. Yeah. You know, the mindless zombies shuffling through the mall, consumed by their own greed. Yeah. 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 But see, I don't, I don't mind that as long as it's done subtly. Yeah, true. Because the one I've got on my list kind of has a social commentary too, but it's done it's done in a way not only I l- like, but it's done subtly too. But we'll get to that. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
See, I feel like you sold your movie way more than I have sold. No, that's fine. Mine. If that's all you got to say about it, yeah, I didn't have enough time there's, to. There's re- some I'd this... like to yeah. rewatch this. Yeah, sure. Oh, and it has a Down with the Sickness as a soundtrack. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, oh. Yeah. I might love it then. Yeah. <laughs> What's your number 12? Number 12. 12 is Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, that's my number eight. So we can both talk about this. So why do we why do we like this movie, Aiden? You can, you can go first. Because it's the only Nightmare on Elm Street where Freddy's scary. Yeah, well, that is one of the reasons. <laughs> you sure. care about the characters yep. and you don't want to see them die. Indeed. It has memorable, creepy moments. Oh, yeah. It's, the claw in the bath. It's quiet when it needs to be, yep. but loud when yep. it needs to be. Freddy is... no. It, it, it's a genuinely creative idea. Everyone knows Freddy before yep. they've seen the movie. Yeah, oh yeah. It, he's one of the... There are <clears throat> only a few icons of horror, I think, and Freddy's just... What, I knew about him, I don't know how long before I watched the movie. I can't remember when I didn't know who he was. I might be the same. Like, I, I had to learn who Leatherface and Jason was, and Mike Myers. Mm. But Freddy, yeah, he's so archetypical, isn't he? Like, And so worked into the culture, you don't need to be told about him. Yeah, and like with Texas Chainsaw Massacre, it's people that go to a location, yeah. they get killed there. Halloween, someone comes to you and kills you. Yeah. Jason, sorry, Freddy, you can't go somewhere mm. to escape him. Yeah. He gets you in your sleep. Yeah, there which... is no getting away from him, yeah. Adds paranoia to yeah. the fear. And what's it called? Insomnia. Yeah. The, yeah. Um people yeah, people forget Johnny Depp's in this movie. Yeah. Because he's not Johnny Depp in the movie, he's acting. <laughs> um oh, oh, no, the that's mum, not fair. I've seen Johnny Depp do some he was good in Fear and Loathing. The mum was funny in the movie. Yeah. 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 The lush. But, yeah, there are I there are moments of the movie which are more silly than scary to me. Yeah. But even they work, because Freddy isn't entirely a scary character. He is a bit cartoony, no. too. He did go downhill a bit in sequels. Oh, yes. Oh, oh and fucking how. Yeah, like, like putting kids into Nintendo games. Yeah. And... Welcome to prime time, bitch. Yeah. Now I'm playing with... Pa- that went to Vince McMahon. How's that for a wet dream? Yeah. but he, he... <laughs> He's still entertaining in that, but he does lose a lot of his dignity, doesn't yeah. he? he has in the first one. But I don't think you should be rooting for the bad guy. And in this one, genuinely, That's you true, do yeah. not root for... Oh yes, Freddy. no, 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 no. He's a no. bad man. He's, he's a, a bad. He's man. a very bad man. Yes. Uh, but yeah, it's cre- creepy visuals. Yeah. Like the bit where the woman's in the school and she looks and out. The and the body's been dragged yeah. away by nothing. Yeah. The yeah. effects are great. It's simple. Uh, the atmosphere is great. Atmosphere. Yeah. Have I told you the story where um, oh shit, Wes Craven came up with the idea for Freddy. I think you have. He was. Forgotten. He was a. I'm sure I told you in our Nightmare on Elm Street review, but I'll say it again here. It was um, Wes Craven was looking out of his window in their apartment where they used to live, and he saw someone, it was like a homeless guy walking down the street below him, and looked up at him, and he had a really burnt face, like had some burnt action, looked straight up at Wes Craven and just like grinned at him, and Wes Craven like ducked back and like waited for a couple of minutes, and then looked back, so he was still standing there looking up at him, and then walked into the building of their apartment. Not into the apartment, but into the building which the apartment was on. And he ran screaming to his older brother and, like, told him what was happening. And, like, his, he went and hid under the bed and his big brother had to stand in front of the door with a baseball bat till their parents got home. And that's where he got the idea for Freddy Krueger. It's like, ooh, yeah. He's a very primal character, isn't he? He really is, like... He is all those sort of bogeymen... Wicked witch kind of characters that come in the night for little for little children and live out in the woods. Yeah, 
And yeah, I would say it's like one of those characters you say, you know, you better fall asleep on time or Freddy Krueger will come get you. But of course, the thing of him is he gets you when you do go to sleep. So it kind of ruins. You can't want really <laughs> to use him as a cautionary tale for kids, can you? Because uh, they'll be up all night. Yeah, because he's, yeah. Yeah, that was a great movie. That was a really good movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, it's, it's quite low for me, but I'm, yeah, you, you put it a lot higher than I did. But, but yeah. it is a good movie. I like it a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would heartily recommend. That's, that is probably one of the must-sees of horrors. That is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My number That's 12. A lot of history of that movie. Is another remake. And my mm-hmm. list is not all remakes. Okay, yeah, sure. But it's Friday the 13th remake. Oh, the... um, What's it called? The Where it's just the one tourist. No, no. Okay. Uh, I, I did think about putting Never Hike Alone on yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like I need to watch the original Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th remake? Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah. Oh, I have to check that out. It's, I like, it's sort of, it's weird that, because people forget Friday the 13th part one yeah. doesn't have Jason. And in part two, Jason hasn't got the mask. He yeah. wears a burlap sack. Yeah, yeah. This is a sort, I guess it's a remake of the third one then. But yeah. it acts as if it's directly after the first one. It's hard to explain. But okay. Uh, Jason in this is terrifying okay. because he's not only massive uh-huh. and strong, uh-huh. he's smart, right. he sets traps. Oh, cool. So when you try to escape the lake, he gets you in those traps. And he has like an underground lair. Right. He doesn't. He has like a series of tunnels so he can get to certain parts of the camp quicker. And yes, Jason, I guess it's another one of those things that in the sequels, he sort of lost some of his scariness. Yeah, he they gets, all kind of do, don't they? Yeah, which is kind of sad. Like, yeah, Michael Myers gets beaten up by yeah. someone uh, yeah. with Buster Rhymes. Yeah. Ugh. And Freddy becomes like a cartoon character. Yeah. like a. But yeah, Jason, yeah, the deaths are brutal. It's just typical Friday the 13th movie, but I love just how different Jason is to his. Yeah. Because in all the other ones, he's just, I whack you with a... Yeah. Meekly, yeah, I yeah. whack you with a machete. I do this thing. And, uh-huh. But in this one, he does all different kinds of things. And like I say, he sets bear traps up. Yeah. yeah which aren't meant for people, but used on people. There They're are good fire- against cats, too. <laughs> oh, as, yeah. Uh, Sleepwalkers, Sleepwalkers tells us. There are fireworks in the background. Yeah. We aren't under siege. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not reporting from Syria or no, something like that. No, no. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I don't, it's, I don't know what to say. It's, it's your typical kids go to the camp. Yeah. Except the beginning is really, like, the bit before the credits uh-huh. at the beginning. Uh-huh. It's like 15 minutes. Uh-huh. So you think you're watching the end of a Friday the 13th movie, right. and then it ends, and then it says Friday the 13th, and it just goes right back to the beginning again. It's very strange. Hmm. Um, I don't know who directed it or anything like that, okay. so I can't say any of that. I have but... to see it. Like, I've only seen... I've seen the first three of the original uh, iterations of the Friday the 13th movies. And um, the first one's probably the best. Yeah. Didn't like the second one much at all. Third one I quite like just because you have Jason's... Jason, uh, yeah, it's Jason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's so many of those slasher characters it's sometimes hard to keep track of them all. But yeah, and they've all got simple names like Jason, Mike, and Freddy. <laughs> but... Um, which don't sound scary. No, they when don't. You say, when you say it like that, you have, you have to say it with the surname Jason Voorhees, they, uh, Mike they, Myers, uh, Freddy Krueger. Uh. They say their names on their own. Yeah, they don't. Jason, say. Freddy, and Mike sound like a boy band trio. It, oh, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But um, okay. And, and their band could be called Crystal Lake. It's their second names that are scary. Yeah. Voorhees, Myers, and Krueger. Yeah. That sounds like. Yeah, that sounds badass. But their first names are stupid. But. 
Yeah, that's where fr- Jason got his image together. Yeah, with the machete and the the, the um, hockey mask and all that shit. Yeah, there were some great kills in that, but uh, yeah, I, I don't want any beyond that. I did um, want to put Never Hike Alone on this list, but I feel yeah. like because it is as if only the first movie ever happened. Yeah, because there are lots of little Easter eggs, and I would I feel like if I watch that movie, I will appreciate it more. So maybe next year it will be on my list. You're right. Because all right, yeah. uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll speak about that movie when I speak about it. So do you want to do your number 11? Right. Number 11 is American Werewolf in London, which I think you and I have watched through yeah. once quite a long time ago. I only remember the first half. I don't remember how it ends. Right, yeah. All yeah. the iconic scenes I remember. Sure, yeah. The um, American Werewolf in London is a story about two American teens. I don't know they're teens, actually. American tourists. Uh, visit England. They whilst they're hiking in sort of the north of England, they stop in like a pub for a while, you know, and which is kind of creepy and eerie. And they have pentagrams written all over the place. Then they go out again, hiking in the full moon across the moor to try and get to where they're supposed to be. They're attacked by a werewolf. One of them is killed. The other one is bitten. He's now a werewolf, and yeah, it kind of follows his plot from there. He's being followed around by the corpse of his dead best friend, and he's followed around by the go- the ghost of his best friend, but he looks like a corpse. And he's also followed around by the uh, ghosts of his victims. Yeah, and, and he knows he's a werewolf. He knows he's... Uh, though everyone around him is just telling him that he's a crazy person. And, yeah, it, it just sort of deals with his... Pl- he's having an, a... He, he has... um, He starts having a relationship with one of the nurses who takes care of him in hospital after he's attacked by the Good. werewolf. Where they yeah. think he was attacked by a lunatic. But um, I like this movie a lot because I, it's probably my favourite werewolf movie. Favourite werewolf movie has the best werewolf transformation of any werewolf movie I've ever seen. Looks painful. Completely agree. And really really scary. Genuinely scary. Like, you are like, what the fuck is going on? Like, if that was happening to me... It's interesting because it's like... It fills up the other half of the werewolf lore that... um, The Wolfman began. Because the Wolfman, you need silver bullets to kill him, but he doesn't transform with the full moon. In this, he does transform with a full moon, but you don't need silver bullets to kill him. There's actually a line in it where he says, um, where the ghost of his friend is, the, the ghost can only find rest once the werewolf who kills him died. And the ghost is like telling him, like, come on, like, yeah, buddy, you just got to kill yourself. Come on. And he's like, well, don't I need silver bullets? He goes, oh, come on, be realistic. <laughs> um, it's a good kind of horror threat. It's, the, it's one of the few scary werewolf movies. There's some genuinely scary moments. A lot of the kills are scary. When he's hunting the guy through the subway, that's scary. But, but you, it also yeah. has some weird funny moments. There are. It is a horror comedy. Yeah, and there yeah. are some weird, very black comic moments too. Like the one I said, oh, please, be realistic. Um, I think there's uh, a bit where his mate turns up and he's like, half rotten and he's like, oh, you look terrible. Something yeah. like that. But it's like little, little like, subtle humour like that. And the soundtrack, every song in it has the word moon in it, if yes, I'm correct. Yes, Bad Moon Rising yeah. by um, uh, Creedence Clearwater is in it. No Bark at the Moon by Ozzy Oz. Oh, it wouldn't have no, been out by No, then. it probably wouldn't have been yeah. out by then. It, it, it's fantastically directed. It looks great. It's. Um, I thought it was a British movie at first, but it's an American. It's very... It's steeped in Britishness. It is. Like, it's uh, set in Britain... I think there's only two American actors. It's very much like Clockwork Orange, in that yeah. sense, because that is an American movie, but really only Kubrick was the only American thing about it. Um, the Wolf, like I said, is scary. It's got a cool design. I never like werewolves when they just look like... I don't like it when they just look like wolves. And I also don't really like... As much as I like some of the Wolfman stories, I don't like the ones that just look like hairy people. 
Yeah. My favourite ones are the ones that either look like wolves but super hench. And this is kind of what this one looks like. It's roughly wolf-like but very muscular and bulky with huge fangs and like these wild eyes and very grizzled fur. Or like the ones that are sort of humanoid-bodied but wolf-head. Yeah. And the ones in Van Helsing. Yeah. They're probably my favourite cinematic werewolves. You know, the Hammer horror ones are iconic. Mm. It doesn't look like if he jumped out of me in the middle no. of the night. If this world, I'd jumped, throw him a treat. Yeah, if this world jumped out in front of me, I'd be, I, I wouldn't be able to run because the amount of shit in my pants. But, um, <laughs> yeah, and then wouldn't it eat you? Yeah, <laughs> I don't think it gives a fuck. This world doesn't look like it gives a fuck. You, you know, it, quick story. Joe Rogan has a model of this werewolf in his studio. I don't know how he goes into that studio every morning because if I forgot that thing was in there. It's full size too, like snarling proper. If I forgot it was in there and walked in every day, it's but he's made of sterner stuff than me. He shoots bears for a living, but um, for a living for fun. That's even scarier. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. This is a good movie. If you haven't seen it? Check it out. It's um, so it's, it's a lot of fun. It's a good dark comedy horror. Yeah, lots of fun. And Rick Mail is in it. Rick Mail is in it. He has one line, which is "Remember the Alamo." Where they as they tell one of my favorite jokes of all time in it when there are the Americans are just stopping in that pub and it's um it's the guy who plays Mr Rottweiler in their series yes, bottom isn't it telling in, the joke he's in one of the Alien yes movies Aliens about. three yeah. yeah yeah good movie am I forgetting anything that I want to mention oh it's also it's also a really good love story yeah my favorite love stories I like bittersweet romances I like the ones where they can't be together or one or both participants die. I know that makes you sound a bit twisted, but I I do like it, and yeah, this is this is a sad, it's a sad, sad, sad love story. Werewolves are much more interesting characters than vampires. Yeah, they're much more psychologically interesting characters. I find werewolves There's... seem haunted by the fact they're werewolves. Yeah. while vampires are like blur. Yeah, yeah. There's some really good. All werewolf movies have this. They all have really weird dream sequences. Do you remember Wolfman yes. has that too? Yeah. And this has some good ones. Like the one where anyone who's seen it, I won't spoil it, you know, the one where he's sitting there with his family and those wolf soldiers come in. That's a... Re- yeah, a sort of. Yeah, there is like Nazi implications to it. It's... Ooh, that's a brutal scene. It's scary because it comes the fuck out of nowhere and it's just horrible to watch. But... I feel like I haven't seen this in... Like, I need to watch this again. It's good. Yeah. yeah. Um... My number 11 is debatable, but I will That's argue That's an odd title. Yeah. Uh, I will argue this is a horror movie. Sure, yeah, go on. Because if you describe what a horror movie sort of plot basic is... I think I know what it is. Jurassic Park. Yes. Yes. That movie scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. That's exactly. Yeah. It's scary. Yep. And if you describe a horror movie as a bunch of people go to a place, yep. something goes wrong, yep. and killers kill yep. them. Yep, yep, yep. That yep. is what happens in yeah, this movie. I, I agree with you, yeah. High body count. Yeah. Scary oh, death. High body count, yeah. Terrifying moments. Oh, yeah. What, Jurassic what? Park is a horror movie. Yeah, yeah. For the family. For, 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 it's a family. It might be the only family. Mm. Gremlins? Possibly. Okay. Possibly my number one, too. But, uh... Mm. Okay. Uh, probably yeah. not for all the family. Mind you, I watched it when I was very little, so... If you don't... Probably I was scary, but... Yeah, I watched this when I was... Sorry, go on. It's your... Because you briefly summarised the plot of all your movies. Yeah. The plot of Jurassic Park. How do you not know this plot? Yeah, yeah. They... I think you just summarise it. People go to a place <laughs> and bad happens. Yeah. So they discover that they can re resurrect, reconstitute, yeah. or re yeah resurrect dinosaurs. Mm. They found a way to create dinosaurs, and they're going to make a theme park about dinosaurs. People go to get a tour of it, and shit goes south, and the dinosaurs escape, and people die. Yeah. Awesome movie. It's an amazing movie, yeah. I don't know. Holds up every time I watch it. 
I don't know a single person that hasn't seen this movie. Yeah, we'll have to look into that. I Do you know a single like... person who doesn't like this movie? I know people that say it's not as good as Jurassic World, which I say is BS. I think that's people that's like it's new, so it's I wouldn't better. even I wouldn't even uh, uh, dignify that with a response. No, no, but there is something about this movie that all the sequels can't capture. Yeah, it's. I think I. I think it's because it's a horror. Yeah, the, yeah. No, no, I don't. The other ones. I don't, to go, a, I don't okay. agree. Okay, I think Lost World is trying to be a horror too. Which is that the third one? Second one. Okay. Not as much, I'll give you that. Well, I feel like the other ones are like, oh, let's go on a magical adventure with dinosaurs. And they go more on the adventure aspect. Possibly. This one, like, I'm trying to think, Jurassic oh, World Allah. had yeah. Chris Pratt and the woman, and they go yeah. and they ride yeah. cars and motorbikes. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. And I feel like like number three had the boat and the paragliding. This yeah. one, there's no big adventure. No, there isn't really. Probably the closest bit is where they're trying to get away from the raptors by jumping on the skeletons. Yeah. I but- think the other reason is... See, every variable I try and bring up gets... Yours is probably the closest. I was going to say it might just be the presence of Spielberg. Because I've got a movie on this list too, which is... He directed the sequel. Yeah, exactly. That's what throws a spanner in it. I I think, though, it might just be one of those cases where, you know, it bottled lightning and you can't do it twice. Yeah. But I think... I am going to bring Spielberg up because I'm glad you brought him up because there's another one on my list that in the hands of any other director would have been... A generic trope movie. I think I know what it is. Yeah, and I think Jurassic Park would have been the same way. Because in many ways, if you actually analyse the plot, in many ways it is a very standard B movie. Like, you know, they get due to the park and things break loose and start eating people. It could have been a very cheap exploitation movie. But somehow it gets turned into this really good, really suspenseful movie. And Spielberg is very good at suspense. He is very in the mould of Hitchcock. He knows how to pull that off. And he's a, obviously a huge fan of Hitchcock and all that. But They work together on a movie? I don't think so, no. no? no oh, I, I think, think you're thinking Kubrick. of Kubrick. You're yeah. thinking of Kubrick, yeah. Um, but yeah, he didn't pull off the sequel very well. So, no. I don't know. Maybe then, maybe by then, maybe maybe, maybe the source material wasn't that good. Michael Crichton stuff. But The second one was long as well. Yeah. But this one is a tight movie. It's very tight, yeah. Every scene is memorable. Every character is memorable. Every line is memorable. Even the, like, the lawyer... Who uh, dies on the shitter? Yeah, we'll have a coupon day or something. Yeah. Like, all of them have a line that you can remember. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. Uh, 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 what, what were you trying the, to do? The the computer. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought uh, you were uh, trying uh. to do ah, 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 ah. That's ah. Uh, oh. Okay, I'll start again. Before you even uh, knew what you had, you packaged it, you patented it, you slapped it on a plastic, a plastic lunchbox, and now you're selling it. You're selling it. In fact, that that sums up the entire series of movies after it, I think. What's yeah, up? nothing. Um... Yeah, there is just so much good in this movie. Yeah. And like I said, the deaths are scary. The scene with... Although, I will have to bring yeah. this up. Yeah. You know the terrifying scene of the guy and his car gets stuck and he goes out. The guy who stole the... There's a little... Phew. Yeah. Cartoon Okay, noise, so he it? gets yeah. out of his car. He goes to go down this uh, water bit. Yeah. And as he slips and falls, he goes... Whoop. Yeah, there's this little cartoony sound, yeah. Yeah, and it's kind of dumb. Can you imagine if they did that on other bits? You know the bit where the hunter's getting ready to shoot the raptor and the raptor comes out of the bushes and he goes, clever girl. It'd be like if the bit where the raptor jumps in there, they play the, the Tom and Jerry fight soundtrack. You know, <laughs> I was going to say, imagine in, in Halloween when Michael Myers pushes Thingy over the banister and he goes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no. What's your scariest bits in the movie? Jurassic Park. Yeah, because I know what mine is. The T-Rex bit? That is scary. The, I know what yours is actually, yeah. the raptor. 
scene. Yeah, yeah the rat scene. scene. I still hear that sound in my. You know the bit where the kids are hiding and the two kids are hiding in the kitchen and the raptors. For the build-up is terrifying. It puts its eye right up to the little circular window, doesn't it? And then they open the fucking door, which is terrifying. But it's the bit where the kids are just hiding and you can just see its feet under the counter moving, and then its claw just starts going on the floor. I had I woke up screaming from nightmares about that when I was a kid. Fucking hell. Yeah. But the T Rex bit is scary too. Yeah. Just when you start hearing. And the, and the there's the power trying to come back <laughs> and, you, and when you see it for the first time swallowing the goat you're just like oh fuck me yeah it's a great movie yeah. would you say it's a horror movie horror and th- yes you can you can view it can as I, a family friendly horror I feel mixed like with should... a thriller sci-fi sort um, of thing yeah I feel like in terms of quality it might be above other movies on my list but in terms of my favourites yeah this is yeah yeah it's uh, um it's great. Yeah, that's a classic. And, and the and soundtrack. It, the soundtrack's great. There is nothing unforgettable about mm. this movie. And a good... This is what I mean about a good, subtle social commentary. It does raise interesting questions about playing with nature. Yeah. In a way that never feels... Like the sequel didn't do it very well. Then it was a bunch of preachy environmentalists. Oh, leave nature alone, man. <laughs> and this is just like... You're fucking with things you don't fully understand here, and it's going to go. You know, dinosaurs and man, what two species we... separated from each other by sixty-five million years. <laughs> Sorry, go. what is it about Jeff Goldblum in movies where science and nature shouldn't mix, or experimenting with science is bad? Uh, I don't know. The Fly. Oh uh, yes, Jeff true. Goldblum Fly. Uh, but yeah, mm. so you're number ten. Right, number ten. Number ten for me is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay, this movie is iconic. It is iconic, and it's. It's very much a gritty, grainy exploitation movie in a lot of ways, but it's a good one. Yeah. It's good exploitation in the same way the first Mad Max is. It's, yeah, it is very iconic. It's such a trendsetter. I mean, you can see how many horror tropes were begun with this. You know, the uh, uh, the cannibalism, the, the, the isolated community of weirdos out in nowhere, the horror rednecks kind of stuff, the look of it, the great, the grungy sort of rotted, rancid feel to everything. It is a disgusting movie. It is a looking. disgusting movie. The bit where she, he, she falls into that room full of all the bones. Yeah. You really do feel like you need to go and have a shower when you see that. But like you? the whole movie looks like Vaseline has been rubbed yes, on the yes, thing. It's it got looks so gross. Yellow. It? It's got a ye- weird yellowy, yeah. tinty thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it looks very bare, <laughs> it looks very bare yeah. bones in its cinematography. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, really uncomfortable atmosphere to everything. The... It wasn't really a chainsaw massacre, though. No, no, it wasn't. Yeah, it's and it's also almost totally devoid of blood. I don't remember any blood. No, you don't see. You see virtually nothing in terms of like chainsaws going into people. Or here's the thing: this is what I like. It the terror comes not from seeing him chainsaw people. It's the terror of not wanting to be chainsawed. Yeah, which the bit where see when I first watched this movie, I was back in the days when you watched TV. So I must have been very young. I was flicking through the channels very late at night, all on my own. I clicked it up, and I thought, oh, I've never seen this before. This was when I was very young, and I was starting to test myself with horror movies. But it's also uh, an iconic name for a movie. Like, yes, you hear that it name. It rolls off the tongue very well, too, doesn't it? The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But in, yes. it has a horror to its name, yeah, like, yeah. if you know what I mean. Yeah, it instantly puts distressing images in your head, doesn't yeah. it? But um, I watched it right from the scene. I switched on, and it was the scene where... The last two, the girl and the the guy in the wheelchair, are going out into the cornfield at night to try and find their friends. It's a terrifying scene already, because it's pitch black, it's just the girl and the guy who can't run. 
and went through it and it builds up right you know the bit I'm talking about yeah. they're walking along and all of a sudden Leatherface just rears up out of the darkness with the chainsaw <laughs> that see if you want to see pure terror like I've never seen a horror movie there are horror movies I've seen that are probably scary in this but like a portrayal of terror the whole bit after Leatherface comes out of the darkness with the chainsaw. Chainsaw the guy. Chainsaws the guy in the wheelchair to death without you seeing anything because you all you see it entirely from behind, don't you? So you don't see the chainsaw going in or anything. But the bit where he's chasing her through the cornfield and they go up to the house and she jumps out the window and then he run, She runs all the way to um, the road. The, no, to, yeah, to the road and to the restaurant, which we find out later the dad owns. Yeah. But that whole scene, that is pure primal animalistic terror like that is like primordial fear of being torn apart like being chased by the thing chasing you is kind of incidental like but just the way she reacts to it like she is screaming and crying and running like crazy the bit where she's in the top room of the house and he's coming up the stairs and she jumps out of the window. You know, most movies, you like, open the window and like, lower yourself out and then drop. She just goes straight through the window. And that's probably what I would do. Like, broken ankle. No, don't care. Like, there's a guy with a chainsaw coming to kill me. Animal panic takes over. You go through the window. I want a movie where the exact same setup happens. So the guy goes to jump out the window, yeah. but they've reinforced the window. Okay, yeah. I did actually think that last night, thinking, oh, yeah, I'd go out the window. It's like, all the windows are in, in my house. I'll reinforce, I can, I'd be yeah. fucked. I'd England have good windows. <laughs> yes, yes, that's why we don't. We have less crime here. Yeah. But um, yeah, that, that scene's great. And the other scene that's pure terror is the bit where she's tied up and they're having the meal. Yes. Like, her eyes are rolling, she's screaming and crying. and ba- Every word she says, you can barely understand her because she's like <laughs> stuttering. So. And again, as soon as she gets free, she goes straight out the window and runs again. Like, it's so... Oh, it is just... It really reaches down into some deep terrifying part in the human psyche one thing yeah. i forget about this movie is that yeah. they say at the beginning it's based on true events yeah whatever it kind yeah. of is yeah it was based so is it's based off the same serial killer and grave robber that psycho's based off yeah it was a guy who made furniture out of bones of victims yeah, yeah. i don't think he did actually kill anybody with it i don't think he ever killed anyone i think he was just a grave robber uh i think no two people he killed okay. two people all right but he made clothes from their skin as yeah, well yeah yeah yeah, that that, and they never. You know, they never say that either. They never actually say anywhere in this movie either. They make at the they, very beginning they say this is based on true events. Well, yeah, okay, yeah. I'm saying within the movie, oh, the, the characters never say something like, "Hey, we're going to eat you," or "Let's make a clothes out of your skin." No, it's, it's all, all in, in it's all inferred. Yeah. You see the furniture, which has that leathery looking material to it, and you see them. You know, just when she sees the meat cooking, and you put it together in your own head without ever, and you see him working in the. You know, when he sticks the girl up on the meat hook and that guy's in the, the freezer, you put it all together in your head and that makes it so much more... T- I've got to say, too, the first two kills, you know what? Uh, the first time I watched it was the when he comes out the door and just whacks. Yeah, 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 but... yeah. That, but, when I first watched the movie, that was the scene I turned in on. But we just slams the yeah, door. It was that. That's because so, there's such a finality to that, too. It's just doom. And the other one is to... When he puts the girl up on the meat hook, you barely see anything. My mum actually brought this up because she watched this movie before me. The, most horror movies, you feel nothing for the characters. They just look like they look like you know killer fodder basically. They're, they're there yeah. to just be entertainment. When that chick gets put up on the meat hook, she not only looks terrified and in pain, she looks like so sad too and so like distressed. Like they do such a good job at humanizing the people when they get killed. 
and that makes it so much worse. Oh, you yeah, feel yeah. like you're really watching real people get killed, and it really cuts you. Yeah. Like, chainsaw deep in you. And a lot of horror movies forget that these days. Yeah, a lot of them try to make them douchey so you yeah. want to see yeah. them die. Yeah, yeah. But they, you don't. They don't. That you shouldn't work. do that, no. Because yeah. why, then? Like, why yeah, are you, exactly. Are you doing yeah. it to root for the bad guys? Mm. I don't know. I... S- yeah, the, a lot of people have this attitude to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre that it's a, like I said, a cheap exploitation movie, and in many ways it is. Yeah, but in a lot of ways it's so much better and subtle, and I'd even say more artistic than a lot of horror movies that come I out now. I think people are more angry at what it spawned rather than what. Yeah, it did. I think that's the thing. People judge it on the basis of horror movies that came out after it, that- and they don't really go back. It's very much like basing, you know, your opinions of slashes off Psycho. Because Psycho is sort of the first slasher, and uh, but you go watch Psycho; it's a superb film, and the same is true of um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. A lot of it is what you don't see; it's very subtly done. The acting is well done; that humanizes the main characters. The build, all the build-up is horrible. There's just this really uncomfortable atmosphere to the whole movie from the beginning. You feel like it's leading up to something really bad. Going, I know you don't like the scene. I love that opening scene with the crazy like hillbilly in the car because it just sets up like it's filmed in really close proximity the camera's in the car in the car with all the actors you feel like you're squashed up close with that guy his face is real like close to the screen without being obnoxious and you hey tom oh that's nice knife got there can i hold it and like, oh don't give him that knife something bad's gonna happen uh, leatherface what, what's creepy about him is you look at him, you expect him to be like, but he has that really kind of creepy child squeaky voice. <laughs> oh, it's just, he's not only scary, he's yeah. creepy and gross and unwholesome. And, and his dad's, his dad's like the closest one to normal, but even that kind of makes him creepy because he's like, oh no, for a minute you can believe he's like on your side. And now he's like, hey, we're going to get you. Uh, and his grave robbing son is like, just so creepy. I've been robbing the grave pa. Don't worry, no one saw me. Um, I'd say this is another one of those movies where I think people who try to make sequels or prequels where don't get what made the first one work. Yeah, yeah. Except for, is it 2006 remake? I I'm... Has a brief idea with the police chief actually no or the no, sheriff I have seen that one yeah the chief in that yeah. one is scarier than the dude with the chainsaw yeah, yeah. but even then it didn't no. like, it goes way over the top with the yeah. gore uh, the, the cop is like the one scary thing I remember from that movie yeah right I think I've said everything I need to say about Texas what? Uh, it's 10, 10 isn't it yeah. yeah what's your number done Red Dragon or, uh, horror Yes. It's more of a horror than uh, Silence I, of the Lambs. I googled top horror movies and okay. Silence of the Lambs kept coming up. Right. I prefer Red Dragon. I think I do as well. Yeah? I'd have to yeah. think about it. Uh, I'd have to watch them back to back. I kind of did. I went through the whole Hannibal trilogy. Uh, okay. Hannibal yeah. sucks. I didn't hate it. Okay. I didn't love I it. I didn't hate the first part of it. I hate the first part. The FBI oh, really? sting. Oh, and, that bit's stupid. Yeah, yeah, that's stupid. Uh... I prefer Red Dragon because I like the killer more. Not in a... Yeah. I like the him Tooth Fairy. The, don't like the name. Where'd they get the name from? Did they explain that? Uh, no. So it's pretty uh, much the same plot as Silence of the Lambs, oh, yeah. but a prequel. So mm. police dude has to go see Hannibal Lecter to get his opinion on a killer that's going... They know he's going to kill soon because he kills people on full moons. Yeah. It's always families. And he takes... He, he can't stand mirrors. Because he has an imperfection on his face, which is just minor, but he plays it like it's a major thing. So he smashes mirrors and then stuffs the glass in his victim's eyes so that he can see his eyes and pretend they're alive. 
This is Red Dragon, so yeah, this, this is, is the one with Ralph Fiennes playing. I love Ralph Fiennes. Yeah, Ralph Fiennes is good, yeah. I forgot. He's... He played Voldemort. He's M in James Bond. Yes. yes he's he awesome in that. Yeah. And when I saw him in... He's good in Schindler's List. Everything too. he does, like the way he walks, mm. like that weird, he has his shoulders back mm. and his arms down yeah. by his side. And he... Yeah. And the romance between him and the blind woman. Yeah. So good. I've only seen that movie once. I'll yeah. have to watch it again. I've watched Silence of the Lambs a lot more. Um, I need to see Manhunter again. Yeah. I think I'll actually like, I think I might like Manhunter more than Red Dragon. If you don't know, Red Dragon and Manhunter are the same movie. Yeah. It's just the books came out in the eighties, I think. Yeah. So yeah. um the director decided to do Manhunter first because it was the prequel. Mm. I will say the one bad thing about Red Dragon, mm. just to get out of the way, the intro. The bit where he catches Oh where he catches that yeah it's better not seeing it I think. It starts oh at the again the the main actor in it, what's his name? He played the Hulk. Um Oh him. Yeah. Um, oh fuck oh. Let, let me just quickly Edward Norton. Edward Norton in this movie is a bit wooden. He wasn't yeah. the best. The 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 cop in Manhunter is a lot better. Yeah. Who um so in the beginning, he's interviewing Hannibal Lecter because at this point they don't know he's killed anyone. So he's mm. trying to figure out who is killing these yeah. people. And then he looks in like a recipe book or something and there's something he sees which clicks in his head. Oh, Hannibal's the cannibal. Yeah. And he turns around and, and Hannibal comes up with a stiletto blade and stabs him. He does have a good line. He does. He says, brave boy, I think I'll eat your heart. Yeah. That's a good line. And But the bit I like is where he tells him what's going to happen to his body as it's happening. He's like, oh, yeah. oh, don't move now. You're going into shock. Soon your shoulders will tilt back and your head will feel cold and all that. But then Edward Norton hits him in the rib cage with an with arrow. Three yeah. arrows. And he goes, ah, falls back. And then shoots him a bunch twice. of times. How did he survive that? Yeah. So, yeah, that was the only. And then the credits happen. And then it goes back to like nothing's ever happened. So I just thought, why do this? Yeah. In Manhunter, they don't do any of that. No. It's all done by like just them talking about it. Like, I know you look. I know you're edgy around Lecter after what happened in the arrest. Yeah. And stuff like that. And so. And in. Manhunter as well, it focuses more on the family and the detective. Yeah. While in Red Dragon, focuses more on Ralph Fiennes mm. and his love interest. Yeah. I prefer, from what I remember, because I haven't seen Manhunter in I don't know how long, I prefer the romance because Ralph Fiennes, you genuinely feel sorry for him, mm. but then you remember what he's done. Mm. And he's. Oh, and this Philip Seymour Hoffman scene was scary until the fire scene. Which I laughed at. Yeah, the one in Manhunter is so much better. I don't remember it. Oh, you I need you to watch should because you freaked out when you saw it the first time. It goes right into the screen. It's terrifying. I need to see this again. But yeah, yeah I would argue it's silly. a horror movie. The last scene in the yeah. house, straight out of a horror movie where he's going through, um, should have been longer. But yeah, most places I look count this as a horror thriller. Yeah, I will sure. count it as a horror thriller. But yeah, I don't know what else to say about mm. it. Well, see, I'll have to watch Red Dragon. And Silence of the Lambs back to back again because I think I, I like Agent Starling a lot. Yes. So she might be the better cop. And I think I like the plot a little better, if not the actual characters and ideas of it. Yeah. I like Lecter's escape. I love Hannibal Lecter's escape, the way mm-hmm. it breaks out. Yeah. That's, that t- is, that's tough to top. That, that um, is an iconic scene. Yeah. I just feel like the killer in that one, what's his name? Buffalo oh, Bill. Make me feel good. Whatever yeah. His name is. Yeah. Uh, I prefer Ralph Fiennes. Fair enough. Yeah, because I feel like it was a little bit too cheesy for me. Who Buffalo, Buffalo Bill? Bill? Yeah. Well, Ralph Fiennes, I've I, like I was more concerned with that. All right. I yeah. find Buffalo Bill really creepy though. Yeah. The cheesiness kind of added to it. Yeah. Because he's kind of trying to act like a 
glamorous woman. That's why he's a bit, put lotion on his skin. But then it breaks down a bit when he gets angry. Put the fucking lotion in the basket. I like that. It made him creepier. But I'll have to watch it again and just sort of refresh my memory with fines. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's sad. Right. Number nine. Number nine. Number nine for me is Shaun of the Dead. Horror comedy. Horror comedy. Horror, uh, romantic comedy horror. Yeah, what can I say about this movie? This this really is... It's a movie that you can watch, and every time you watch it, you will see something new. Yes, that is true. And it, it for, no, for... I don't say this, say, but for average cinema goers, they will see this, and they will see it in funny zombie movie. Mm. Cinema, uh, people who study cinema can watch this and get completely different meanings out yeah, of it. I think... Like and, you were talking about Dawn of the Dead and consumerism and that. Mm. Shaun of the Dead is like that, but for just people of the modern age. They yeah. just walk through life. Yeah. Spot on, yeah. It's hard to know what to say about this movie because it is just so... This is my favourite zombie movie, partly because the zombies are almost just like a MacGuffin. Like, they're almost just a background. Shaun of the Dead, if you want me to sum Shaun of the Dead up as a... um, Summed up, it's a romantic comedy that gets interrupted halfway, about a third of the way through by a zombie apocalypse movie. And the romantic comedy tries to keep going. Like, it doesn't let that stop it. It's gonna it get... won't yeah. die. Yeah. But, the, yeah, the romantic comedy is like sort of trying to work its way around the zombie apocalypse movie. And it's, it's so... It's also a, yeah. a bromance movie as well. It is a bromance movie, yeah. Not as much as Hot Fuzz, but it, yeah. it is a bromance movie. Um, for, I should probably point out, this is actually my least favourite of the Cornetto trilogy. I like World's End and Hot Fuzz more. But those two aren't horrors, so it doesn't. they, they don't make the list. But, yeah, the, the plot is this bloke called Sean Chatfield, who lives with two of his mates in a flat in London. He's a bit of a loser, got a shitty job, stuck in a rut, really. He's going through the same routine every day. His girlfriend's left him precisely for that reason because he's not perking up his ideas. He's got a bit of a stressful relationship with his mother and his stepfather. And on the very day he decides that he's going to sort of sort his life out, he wakes up and wouldn't you know, there's a zombie apocalypse going on. Typical. Yeah, so he has to try and sort of sort out, of it, sort out all these problems with his girlfriend and his job, his mother whilst also trying to save everybody from zombies. This movie is so, so intelligent and so tight. It's my kind of comedy. It's very dry. It's very British humour. It's very very fast-paced. It's very fast-paced. It's very dialogue-driven. It doesn't hang on jokes. A joke will happen and it will move on. Yeah, it doesn't wait for the audience to laugh. I hate comedies that do that. Yeah. Although in some, like Naked Gun, it kind of works because they drag it out a little bit where it's awkward. Yeah, it, de- yeah, yeah. it, depends. it depends. It can be pulled yeah. off well. But um... Can I get one negative about this movie? Out sure, the way? yeah. The sliding cut. I hate that. The way they use it so often. In Hot Fuzz, it kind of works. But Shaun of the Dead is way too much where the camera just goes, and you shoot to the side. And then you shoot up and it'll get to the next scene. I'm, every time it happens, I have to adjust my head to like, whoa. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. I that To me, that's just Edgar Wright's style. Okay. It's... It's like in Battlefield Earth. It's like, use With everything. the constant tilting. No, the dissolve. Oh, I see, yeah. I often wonder, is this a movie that has escaped Britain? Because I know a few Probably, Americans, yeah. few of them know Hot Fuzz. I don't know how many of them know about Shaun of the Dead. It's a very British movie. I think Americans who are into British comedy yeah. know what this is. Okay. But yeah, it is It is very, very British. It's A lot of the social commentary is kind of unique to British. It's kind of the vagueness and the listlessness and the hopelessness that it kind of char- characterizes British culture now. I mean, it, yeah, and it does cut, like you say, it does sort of comment on how we're all sort of stuck in our routine now. A lot of the build up is prior to the zombie apocalypse. It does show a lot of people who are just sort of zoned out on their iPhones and in their iPods or are just drunk all the time. There's one scene where Sean, like, goes to just get some, um, 
stuff from the the shops, and it shows him yeah. the one whole unbroken shot. It shows him walking out of his flat, waving goodbye to his one of his flatmates, walking across, picking some coke and uh, some cornetto out, talking to the Indian bloke, walking back, goes all the way back across. There's this homeless guy holding his hand. He gives him some change. Walks inside, and that's all, and then they do it again. After the, and the scene is almost identical, but the whole world around him, as anyone's actually paying attention, can see something's horribly wrong. There's clearly dead people, clearly people running around in the distance. You can see people who are clearly zombies, but because he's so in his routine and so zoned out, he does yeah. he does everything the same way. He, when he opens the door to get his ice cream out, there's blood hand marks all over the glass. You can see the Indian bloke as a zombie in the background. Doesn't even know he goes. Ah. I about 50p, mate, walks out. The homeless guy is also clearly a zombie, holds out his hand, going, ah! obviously trying to eat him. He goes, ah, I got nothing, mate. I, haven't got, I didn't even have for the fucking shop. I love that. Fantastically directed, fantastically acted. This might be... And edited. And I, edited. I, I say I hate the cuts and that, but little bits like the when he names his plan. Yeah, oh, that's a great it bit. It goes yeah. to the beat of the music. Yeah, yeah. The, like, whoever edited this film... It's probably Edgar Wright. I think he had a, a close yeah. uh, control over the editing, but... Yeah. Acting-wise, it might be the best I've ever seen uh, Simon Begg. He is... He's funny in this. He's really heart-wrenching in this. Like, the bit where he has to shoot his mum. Spoilers. Uh, oh, fuck off. If you haven't seen this movie, you... It might be Oh, yeah, American it's a bit of a cult movie, isn't it? You know, yeah, cool, not, not many... When right. it came out, it was huge for, like, sure. a week. Yeah. Then no one talked about yeah, it. All right, I won't ruin any more, then. So, is that bit... The other bit in the cellar... The bit with, the bit with his stepdad in the car... That's sad, and is like, oh, your mic's completely fucked, mate. People would listen, can't hear that. Yeah. What else can you say about this movie? Social commentary's good. I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at that. I think I've said enough, yeah. Love, okay. love Shaun of the Dead. Uh, my number nine, I don't think you've even heard of this movie. Okay, it's cool. called Green Room. Oh, this one, you've told me about it. The it, neo-Nazis, yeah? Yeah, it's about a punk band, hardcore punk band, who are just trying to get any gig they can, and it's just not happening. But then they hear from, I think it's like a word, like a friend of a friend. They're like, oh, we've got this gathering in this building. We need some band to come and play. And the band get there. They go up on stage. They're about to start playing. And they realize this is a neo-Nazi gathering. <laughs> Everyone there's a skinhead. Uh-huh. And they play their set. And they're like, all right, let's just get out of here. So they pack everything into their van. They go to the green room to collect the money. And they walk in on something that they should not walk in on. And the leader of the neo-Nazi sees this, locks him in, and it becomes a sort of escape movie with Patrick Stewart as the... the, the see, the, I want to say it just for that. He, it's Imagine if Patrick Stewart was cast as Walter White, but playing the role... Like, if Walter White... Who's the cleaner in Breaking Bad? You know, the guy has to sort out everyone's problems. Oh, Mike. He's like that, yeah. mixed with Walter White. Walter he's, Mike. He's awesome, and... Yeah. Um, Should be I, Captain Walter Mike. That would be cool. I'm yours, Nazis. <laughs> I'll kick your ass. Oh, he's one of them. Yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. bold too. You give bold men a bad name. No, no, no. Patrick Stewart is one of the Nazis. What? He's the bad guy. Oh, fuck. Yeah. I thought he was the leader of the... Not the band, no. You did not explain that well to me the other times. No, he I is... Always... All right, okay. Yeah, he is... Uh, He's there for the Nazis. Like, the Nazis have called this guy in... To clean up the Nazis' problem. Oh, okay, I gotcha, I gotcha. Yeah, it's a very, like, there's nothing spectacular about it, like, in terms uh, of, like, oh, it's wonderfully acted, it's wonderfully, it's just very well done. I don't know really what else to say about this. There's no really standout actors apart from Patrick Stewart. He's, like, the one draw. And the only reason I watched this movie is because I was on a plane, and it was on, and I heard about it, and I was like, oh, what's this? 
it's brutal. There are guard dogs and people and they don't get along and dogs win on occasions. And yeah, it's I like it when horror movies are contained to a certain location. Yeah. You'll find with quite a few like Jurassic Park and Friday the 13th. Dead movies. Dawn of the Dead. They're mm. all one location. Yeah. And it's just what... Like, mm. I just find that very... Friday the 13th. Halloween. Yeah. And... I, yeah, it's going to be a quick one for me because... Yeah, I don't know what else to say about it. But yeah. I recommend anyone... You don't need to be a punk fan to like it. It's just a very good horror movie. Mm. And very gritty and dark and gory and the kills are cool. Sure. So my number eight, Oculus. That the mirror one? Yeah. Directed by, I don't know what you'll feel about it, because it's directed by the same guy who did Gerald's Game. Boo! This is probably the, the movie that gets its position due to the most scares. This is the, the, the pu- most purely terrifying one on here for me, because the plot is a, a brother and a sister who are now in like their early 20s, are trying to prove... Well, the sister's trying to prove the brother's been kind of dragged along. There's something horrible that happened to their family a couple of years ago, back when they were kids, where their father and mother apparently went completely insane. The mother tried to kill them. The father chained the mother up in the um, uh, the upstairs bedroom and uh, went crazy to the point that the brother ended up having to shoot the father, for which he was locked up in an insane asylum. The sister is determined to prove that all of that happened because there is something evil residing in this mirror that forced them to do it. And she's got loads of cameras set up around it and is determined to do some kind of experiment where they can prove that something uh, something supernatural is going on here. The plot is arranged in such a way in that the story with the brother and sister happens simultaneously to the story of what happened to them when they were kids. And it's slotted together in such a way. And because this is a movie where you're never sure what is and isn't real. It mer- it blurs into the past and the present so well, and sometimes they're kids, sometimes they're adults, sometimes the adult one is talking to the kid one of theirs. It comes, you come away from this. The problem that I think both of us had with Gerald's game, I agree with you on this one, is that it revealed what that guy was at the end of the bed. It's so much more powerful when you don't know what he is. Is he, hal- is he a hallucination? Is he something legitimately supernatural? Or is he just a creepy dude who's broken to the house? And what's great about that, triune problem whatever one is true you're terrified because they are all scary outcomes yeah. In this one you really do not know if what just happened is the result of them being because the question is constantly raised what if we are crazy mum and dad may have actually gone crazy and because we're their kids maybe it runs with us you know so maybe the whole family did just go nuts or something like that or has something legitimately supernatural gone on and uh, either way it's a horrifying outcome are there any notable actors or actresses in this? The let me think. No, no, there aren't. Karen Gillan's not in it, is she? I don't know. The ginger woman from, from Cabin in the Woods? No, from Doctor Who. Oh no, you haven't watched that. It um maybe yeah. maybe actually I, I but um very good actress. Okay, well I, she's good yeah, in this. Google this. Yeah, I didn't recognise any. This is um Matt uh, Mike Flanagan's debut. And what a film the debut yeah, on. But Karen it's, Gillen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doctor this, assistant. Oh, cool. Well, there you go. Then she's um she's Gamp, uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy, evil woman, Gamor- uh, the blue cyborg chick. Oh, Nebula. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. She's it. There you go. All right, but um, 
Yeah, this movie could have gone wrong on so many... Like, it almost at one point becomes a found footage movie. But what's great about it is it is the kind of movie... You feel like you're watching a found footage movie being made, but you're watching the making of the found footage. You're not watching the found footage. Yeah. And the scares in this are so subtle and so quick because it's a really good ghost story. And it's a good ghost story in the fact that the ghosts actually don't do anything to you themselves. They drive you crazy and beguile you and lead you to question so much of what you think is real that you end up sort of doing it to yourself and to each other. And I like those kinds of ghost stories. I don't like the ones where the ghost just goes, yeah, and grab you and all that. But um, Because why not just have a monster? Exactly, yeah. But the ghosts in this are fucking creepy too because they are they're very simply done. They're people with sort of pale, emaciated skin that looks kind of rotted away. And when I first saw this, I thought their eyes were glowing because super creepy, they're always standing like half in shadow and usually in like a doorway, standing kind of like there's something wrong with them, like broken bones or like they're puppets. The heads always turn side to one side and their eyes are like just glowing in the dark. But I didn't realise until you, the second time I watched it, if you look closer, their eyes aren't glowing, their eyes are little mirrors. The and, tooth fairy yeah. got them. <laughs> yeah, it's, this is my shining and my haunting. Okay. The original... 1950s haunting about being slowly and I guess also The Shining about slowly being driven insane by the house. So it's a modern day haunting. Yes, and which is ironic because Mike Flanagan recently directed a miniseries based on The Haunting of Hill House. But um, yeah, it's this does this really does for me what The Shining did for a lot of people because I was never nuts about The Shining. This does it much better, like the father going insane. And what's creepy about it is he keeps the mirror in his office, and they really really drag they really don't drag it out they really take their time with it it implies they show like the passage of days the and that guy's just that the mirror has been in their house and the guys has been in his office with it there on the wall and it really does put it in the head yeah like how long how long has he been in that office all on his own with whatever it is in the mirror whispering to him like it's so so creepy so well done so well edited together and left so ambiguous it's like it's like Gerald's game but with no there's not yeah. There's a bit of a happy ending at Gerald's game. Yes. Where she, there's no happy ending in this. Cool. Uh, and there's you know the bit where she degloved the degloving in- injury when she pulls her hand yeah. out. Yeah. There. There's two scenes in that like this um, where like, I was just ugh. watching like. <laughs> For those who've seen it, it's the light bulb scene, and the bit with the plaster on the thumb. I'll leave it like that. Okay. Just. Ugh. Yeah. This is a this great movie. It's my. I my want to see this movie. It's I don't I honestly don't know. See, I thought you'd like Gerald's game, but you didn't. So I. Uh, all bets are off with you here. I love it. Like yeah. it's probably the best ghost story I've ever seen. Cool. Uh, we've already done my number eight, which was Nightmare. Oh, Elementary. cool. Right. So we're so going rather to... than yeah, go to your number seven. Rather. Oh, than number there. seven for me. Yeah. Is oh, Cabin in the Woods. Oh, that's my number five. Oh, cool. Yeah. Right, well, I well, we can get this one out of the way then. It is fucking genius. This movie. It is. It is a horror movie for horror movie fans. Yes. That's probably the one bad thing you can say about it because you kind of have to be a horror movie buff to appreciate it. Yes. Like, my your average horror movie... Horror, your average cinema girl, I wouldn't recommend this to because they wouldn't get it, I guess, is the way to say it. But, like, the beginning is just two dudes talking about going to a party, if I remember correctly. They're, on, they're in some industrial thing driving a little car and they're just talking and halfway through their conversation, it does a jump scare with the title and someone screaming. And I was like... What the hell is this movie? <laughs> then it cuts to four teens getting ready to go to a cabin in the woods. And you've got the stoner, the... The jock. The, the jock, the, the slutty scholar. girl, the scholar. And the virgin. Yeah, and I was like, what 
but then I don't know what made me continue watching. Yeah. Because I hadn't heard anything about this movie mm. except one person told me they liked her. Mm. I like. I don't know what kept me hooked, but it kept me hooked. And as you watch it, it pays more, more, off so well. It does. Oh, it's such a good payoff. Yeah. But the ending is so bizarre. Oh, there we go. So I was ah. Okay, this is going well. Aiden is still experiencing mic problems. Oh, there so many technical technical so many technical difficulty uh, technical difficulty. <laughs> okay, if you haven't seen Cabin in the Woods. Mm. Don't listen to anything we're going to say about this movie. Just see it. Every little detail about this movie is best if you don't see it coming. Mm. Like, how would your mum, when I told her about this movie, yeah. Googled everything oh, about this yeah. movie? So did my sister, yeah. If you haven't seen this movie and you love horror movies, turn this, pause this, and watch it right now. There. Pause this! <laughs> pause! Yeah. So, if you have, or are just curious, it's about a group of people who organise these weird sacrifices mm, yeah. using this cabin. So people come there and they make bets about what sort of mm. creature they will summon. Yeah. So they go into there's the... There's ba- everything, everything from every horror movie you've ever seen is in the basement. So yes. there's like the the thing that's obviously a spoof of the cube from Hellraiser. There's the Necronomicon. I think that's obviously a spoof of the Necronomicon. <laughs> there's a shell which will summon a mermen. mermen. A mer- is it merman or mermen? Mermen. Okay, yeah, but... um. Yeah, it, it it's it's the only thing that would have made a co- yeah okay. So go on. You were saying that summons a creature that will kill these. Yeah. So the company take bets in like in office bets. It's not a company. I, I got the more well, feeling sorry, it was a government, a government yeah. or a cult or something. It's yeah. very strange. Um, but all these people that are just working in an office job, they make their day better for themselves, easy for themselves yeah. by taking bets, group bets on yeah. who will win, like a sweepstake and, on what yeah. they will summon. And the creature, and the creature will appear and kill these kids. And the the killing of these kids is a sacrifice to something called the Dark Gods. Yes, that will destroy the world if uh, um, if, uh, you know, if, if they this don't. It's not given. Yet. Yeah, and. Talking of social commentary here, I mean, this is obviously jo- is Joss Whedon, isn't it? Yeah, Joss Whedon's sort of attempt to show how we haven't really altered that much since the days of Human Sacrifice. That that is sort of what horror movies are to us now. Yeah, yeah, we watch this to get. Yeah, after. the key the key difference is I will point out that Human Sacrifice I don't think was done for the purpose of entertainment. It was done because they actually thought there was something to appease. This is what they do in this though. They're appeasing a sure, god. Sure, yeah, but yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. But it's oh, not sorry. for the purpose yeah. of entertainment. No, like that. The, the better they... a better comparison there would be to something like the Colosseum. But like but... executions and sort of sacrifices were done on grand stages, yeah, like Aztecs yeah. and that. But I think as... that was more to just honor the gods. Than them for entertainment like yeah the closest yeah. thing in history to something like that would be the coliseum like i said but but whatever it's it's um and all the monsters because they the, the, should we give the spoilers because yeah, you've already yeah, told yeah, them yeah. not to listen they, they end up breaking into the headquarters of this cult and oh, they sorry, have they, they summon the redneck zombies yeah, redneck zombies yeah which are different from zombies yeah yeah for some reason yeah. but um uh so yeah, they, f- they go down into the vault and they have like all these horror creatures. Like, there's like a werewolf. There's the dismemberment goblins. There's a uh, a unicorn. A unicorn. There a spirit. are yeah. the zombies from Left for Dead. Oh, cool. Yeah, they because they were going to do a crossover where there'd be right. a Left for Dead level in the cabin. Oh, cool. So if you watch it, the boomer is two cubes to their right. All oh, right. Yeah. So but, uh, but, yeah. yeah, they're all in these cubes. And the cabin had these spaces where the cubes would go yeah, to, yeah, like yeah, an yeah. elevator. And and open, yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they find it. Um, the hippie dude turns out he because he was so in the cabin are these. This is the tube. only one where we're giving away the whole plot to. 
Um, and it's the one movie where you probably shouldn't. Oh yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe we've said we've said too much. Maybe. But yeah, the ending's bizarre. The ending's with... bizarre and so good. Um, yeah, it's a very it's a very clever movie. And what the things I like about it is it kind of explains why all those tropes in horror movies happen because there's somebody behind it. Like the bit where the kids are trying to get away, and he's like, <laughs> they won't get out though because the caves collapse. And they're like, oh. We didn't do this. Like, what? He didn't collapse the cave, and he has to run and push the button so that there's a cave in, so the kids can't escape. It's like, always that happens. Eddie Izzard even did a sketch of it. You know, hey, we're all gonna go camping in the forest of blood and death. The forest of blood and death. And then they go there. Is like, and the bridge collapsed. Of course, the bridge has collapsed. It always collapses. Why does the bridge always collapse? Because there's someone actually planning this. Yeah. But they also have like the why don't people make stupid decisions? They have a oh, weird yeah. gas that yeah. they spray at them. Which, yeah, he's like, sure, yeah, let's, yeah, yeah, let's all stick together. It'll be stupid to wander off, and the gas sprays him. No. The split up. <laughs> yeah, it's so, so well done, yeah. But it's smart. Sorry, it's a clever movie without telling you how smart it is. Exactly, yes. Yes, it's, that is it's a good like, point, mm-hmm. yeah. We see these <laughs> <tropes>. <laughs> Yes. Well acted. Uh, Very well. Yeah. Chris yeah. Hemsworth's in it. Oh, yeah, he's the jock, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the deaths are cool. Yeah. The, you, if you've ever wanted to see a certain monster kill... Yeah. It is in this movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, you see... that bit at the end, you'll see every kill imaginable. Yeah, yeah if you um, want to see giant bats, robots, yeah, ro- yeah. hellraisers. The people being torn into by little goblins. Clowns. The only thing that would have made it good is if they'd somehow got all the copyrights together and actually got the real monsters to be there. Yes, yeah. But I think be... that's a bit of a tall order. Yeah, and it has a small budget. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. There's only one movie that ever pulled that off, and that's Who Framed Roger Rabbit. This, this is the horror movie version of Who Framed Roger Rabbit. But on its own, it still stands out as a great yes, horror movie. Yes, and it is genuinely scary at some points. Yes. The bit with the first zombie attack, that's that's rough. That's they, pretty rough. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, Whose th- was that? That was that was yours. Yeah. This is my number seven now. Um, I'm going to say yeah. this because I've said it with every other. This isn't a stereotypical horror movie, man. Yeah. Um, but it is a horror movie. Mm. Godzilla, the original 50s. Godzilla. Okay, that's interesting. Because you're stretching it a little for me here, but the, I'll, ho- I'll... the monster is horrifying. Like yeah. now, he's this cool, iconic monster. Mm, yeah. But at the time, he is a symbol for the atomic bomb. Yeah, like, but it's still like the first Godzilla movie, the black and white original Godzilla movie. It's very tense. Then when you see the monster, it's terrifying because mm. they portray him as this. Um, he's a monster. He's yeah. not a cool dinosaur dragon thing that yeah. breathes fire and yeah. fights other monsters. No, he's a force that goes through it and will kill you mm. and not notice it. See, I've only seen this movie once in my entire life and it was when I was very young. Okay. So I, I don't really, I can't really, cause, so I have seen it but I can't really weigh in here. It is, I class it as a horror movie because it's scary when the monster's there. I I can remember, but you I could, can only remember two scenes of it which is where everyone's running away saying Godzilla's coming over the hill and the bit where Godzilla gets killed. Oh yeah. And I I found it not that interesting, but I was very young. Mm-hmm. Maybe watching it back as an adult, I'll be able to engage with it a bit more because I'll yeah. understand this, what's going on a lot better. So, And as well, watch the original, don't watch yeah. the American version. There's an American version where it's just, I can't remember who's in it, but he's narrating what Godzilla's doing. Okay. Like he's watching it on an, an American naval ship with binoculars. He's like, my God, Godzilla smash it. <laughs> like a pro wrestling commentator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, by God, he's going through that turn. Oh my God, Donald Trump just came in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's... Okay, plot summary. Monster called Godzilla. Hmm. It's coming to town. Godzilla it's coming, coming to, to town. town. It follows the these scientists as they try to figure out how to stop this massive monster yeah. from coming... Do they explain how he's created? Isn't he a reptile exposed to yeah. radiation? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So he's 
and he has atomic breath. He has all the tropes that you associate yeah. with. So he walks very slowly. He's got the raw. He's got the atomic breath. And yeah, he's not fighting any other monsters. Mm. In every other sequel after this, I think, he fights other yeah, monsters. Yeah, as far as I can remember, yeah. But in this one, he's not. He is a horrifying natural disaster that's alive and can come and get you anytime. And yeah, he's slowly going through the country of Japan. It's all in Japanese. He's going through the country of Japan. Yeah, it's just them trying to stop him before he wipes out their country. Mm. And it has very tense... It might be because it's in black and white and it's very dark that yeah. it feels scarier. I wanted to watch more Japanese horror movies before I came to this because I know a lot of them are scary, yeah. like the original Grudge and Ring, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I didn't have I, I've, I've never seen any Japanese horror movies. Um, but yeah, so should we go to your number six then? Evil Dead 2. Okay. Evil Dead 2 is my favourite horror comedy of all time. This, of every horror comedy I've ever seen blends horror and comedy together in such a way that they are indistinguishable. Like, you are horrified and laughing your ass off at the same time, and but it's genuine. Have you ever seen it? Not all the way through. Oh, it's it's so good. It's the best of the Evil Dead trilogy. Like, even the first Evil Dead, I know you think it's kind of silly, and yeah. I understand why. I still think it's it still manages to be legitimately scary at certain points. Army of Darkness is fantastic, but that really is a pure comedy. There is no scary bits in it to except perhaps a bit where he fights the Deadite in the pit. Evil Dead 2 is... There are a lot of bits in this which are generally horrifying and frightening, like the bit where... what? Sorry, I got this music, movie confused when I was a kid with right. Brain Dead, the Peter okay. Jackson movie. Cause... Okay, ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, this is Sam Raimi's... Yeah, the, the the bits where Ash like transforms, the bit where you know the rocking chair, where the thing comes through the the, the window, the, the the hillbilly getting killed by the monster in the trapdoor, those are all scary. But at the same time, there are also so funny too. I mean, it's got this is where you really get Ash fully formed as a character. You know, and in the first Evil Dead, he was he was really just the nerd loser. He was generic. Yeah, and he was basically there to just so you were surprised that he was the only survivor. And this this is where he becomes the... But yeah, if you haven't seen this movie, check it out. It's um really well directed. It's got that iconic camera movement all the way through it. So funny. So quotable. Yeah, love it. Fantastic. Uh, the bit where his girlfriend is... Da- That's a creepy bit. The bit where his girlfriend is dancing. It doesn't look particularly real because it's all stop motion. But... Really uneasy and unsettling and creepy, yeah. Check it out. It's a great movie. My number six? Yeah. Scream. Similar to Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, horror comedy. Yeah, but it also deconstructed the slasher genre much how Cabin in the Woods just did horror in general. Yeah, yeah. It is a film about a college student whose mother was murdered year prior. Mm Mm-hmm, yeah. And uh, the person who did it, or allegedly did it, claimed they did it, uh, is coming to kill her. And again, there's nothing original about this, much like there was nothing original about Cabin in the Woods. It just deconstructs the slasher genre. It does it very well. Yeah. And again, in a way that uh, in a way that doesn't feel snobby, and actually in a way that is also legitimately scary yes. at times. The opening own. scene is iconic. That is scary, yeah. Yeah. And again, if you know horror movies, you'll get more out of it than if you didn't. But if yeah. you haven't, unlike Cabin in the Woods, you can go into this without seeing it. Oh, yeah, yeah. This, Cabin in the Woods, you kind of need to see a bunch of films yeah. like Evil Dead. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I just realised I didn't give really a summary for Evil Dead, but you don't really need to. The no. summary of Evil Dead is there's a bunch of people trapped in the woods surrounded by this evil force. That's pretty much it. Sorry. Go on. You don't have this in your list at all? No. No? No. Um, I like Scream, but yeah. it didn't make the top 13. Uh, that would probably be an honourable mention for me. But. Yeah, and it has iconic actors of the time, but they're not distracting mm. for... Isn't... Courtney Cox in it. Mm-hmm. Is it? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, Courtney Cox, Skeet, 
Skeeter. Skeeter. David Arquette. Uh, Drew Barrymore. Who advertises the main actress. They advertise this movie as Drew Barrymore as the screen queen. And she gets killed in the first half. (laughs) Spoiler. Um, And, you know, that's kind of like the original Psycho. It never happened at the time. Where the main actress that they advertise as you're seeing this person Mm. in this movie isn't in it half the time. It has the iconic scene of the guy explaining horror movies to the other people while they're in a horror movie. Don't have sex. Yeah. All that stuff, yeah. Don't say, I'll be right back. Yeah. Then someone goes, I'll be right back. And then they die. Yeah. But they also, when they say it, they say it ironically. Oh, and the bit where he's watching the TV about someone being stupid in horror movies, going, look behind you. Just look behind you whilst the killer is sneaking up behind him. Yeah, Yeah. it's much like in that Doctor Who episode where the guy goes, the police. Why does no one go to the police? (laughs) Yeah. So the woman just goes to the police. Yeah, yeah. So you're number five? Oh, we're in the top fives now. Top five. I'm glad you brought that up in Scream because my top five, uh, my number five is Psycho. This is a, it's a classic. It's the was the arguably the first slasher movie. Arguably, it is the first slasher movie. Um, for America, yes, I think Italy were doing slasher movies way before. Oh, all right, fair enough. If you if you were going to be sure, yeah. Uh, in Hollywood, yeah. Okay, sure. Yeah, I was going to say if you haven't seen Psycho, this is um the plot is it begins with a woman who's basically stolen a bunch of money for a from a boss, and you think that's going to be the plot, but she um she ends up dying like in the first. First third of it, doesn't it? I don't think I'm spoiling it. No, anything. first half. Because oh, the first, first half. third it's, is right. her travelling yeah, to the... Yeah, sure. Like, I mean, I don't think I'm spoiling anything. It's most uh, one of the most iconic scenes in cinema with the... In the shower, yeah. Yeah, this movie is... Uh, yeah, the, uh, it revolves around the plot of a woman, like I said, being murdered in the Bates Motel. And the the, the villain of the story is this, uh, is this guy called Norman Bates who lives with his mother ostensibly in a house above the motel yes yes and yeah, overlooking I, I really don't want to say too much about the story it just in case there's someone out there hasn't seen it but this is it's an interesting horror movie because there's only three bits in it that are truly horrifying and that is the bit the, the killing scene in the shower the death at the top of the stairs and the bit in the cellar where she, you know she turns yeah. the chair around and they're petrifying they are so like even the shower scene which i've seen a hundred times it still scares me because it is so yeah it's interesting too because it's a movie that becomes more scary after you find out what the twist is. Yes, and a lot of the dialogue and things that happened in the movie becomes scarier when you start thinking about it in light of that realization. Like you know, uh, a boy's best friend is his mother. It's not until you actually know what the deal is you're like. Oh, but he uh, has, but he has little things that are unsettling about him. I know, him. but that, but the thing is, the, the 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 impression you get initially is just, oh, he's clearly a guy who's a bit tormented by his mother. But yeah. once you actually know what's going on and he says things like a boy's best friend his mother or I guess we're all a little crazy or the bit where he's having that conversation with his mother in the house that she overhears yeah. when he's carrying his mother downstairs or she's harmless she's as harmless as one of those stuffed birds like it becomes like a thousand times more scary that all that stuff when you know what is going down in that house have you seen any of the sequels no I haven't I refuse to no no okay yeah I hear some of them aren't that bad okay well maybe someday uh, my number five was Cabin in the Woods, so let's go to your number four. Number four is The Ting. Oh, that's my number three. Oh, right, cool. Yeah, cool. There we go. I, we it's, refer you to our review. A, a, is it a perfect movie? It might be. It might be, yeah. It might be. There is... It's, it's, it's brilliant. It is suspenseful, terrifying... Horrifying. Iconic. Yeah. Memorable. You remember... 
If I have one small complaint, is I don't remember everyone in it. Yeah, but there's a lot of people in it. Yeah. So, fair enough. Okay, so if you haven't heard our review or haven't seen the movie, yeah. it's about a group of scientists in Antarctica yeah, yeah. who discover... An extraterrestrial. That well, can... at, f- at first they don't think it's extraterrestrial, but the sure. I was just going to the chase. Oh, sorry, yeah. What it actually they come is, across right? an extraterrestrial, yeah. which, when it kills its victims, lives in their yeah, body, absorbs them, and like makes a copy of them. Yeah. So, and the copy will look and act exactly the same as the person. So, the 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 word that sums up this movie is paranoia. Yes. Like you don't know who is who is and isn't a, th- a thing. They're only ever called the things. Yeah. Or the thing. Ah, uh, yeah, it's just, it's so well done. It's just these guys besieged in this research centre in Antarctica, not knowing who is and isn't a thing, and they go gradually crazy. Mad- it gets madder and madder and madder as it goes along, doesn't it? Yeah. Is it the best remake of any movie ever? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. There's really not a lot you can say about it. No, it's, it's, it's just... Um, in many ways, it's a very simple movie, but it's yeah. so powerful. Yeah. The effects are so good. Oh, that those monsters are just... Half the charm is just how creative they get with how awful those monsters are. Like, um, yeah, how painful it looks. Saying about is like American Werewolf in London on steroids. Like how painful it looks when people get transformed. That corpse they bring in, you know, which has that face oh. split in two, like in pain with all those hands sticking off it. Oh, brutal, brutal movie. Fantastic movie. Check it out. My number four, Return of the Living Dead. All right, yeah, I love this movie. Okay, I've never, I. What can I say about this movie again? Um, it feels like two movies, but that work really well. Like you've got the half, which are the clumsy, goofy guys, yeah, trying to figure out the okay. Albert and Costello movies. Yeah, yeah, and then you've got the punks in the cemetery who come yeah. across the zombies. Yeah, if you haven't seen this movie, it is guy lands a job at a medical um, supply warehouse, and um, his new boss is showing him around, and he says. We found there's a secret that we don't tell people, but we have zombies. We have them in a container in the basement, and they go and they find them. And the boss accidentally cracks it open a little yeah, bit, yeah. and the gas escapes, goes through the air, and zombies start to come to life. Yeah. And unlike other zombie movies, you can't shoot them in the head because that doesn't kill them. So the guys think, "Oh, we'll burn him." But they burn him, his ashes or the smoke goes into the air, goes into the clouds, and when it rains, more zombies come. So this is a inescapable zombie apocalypse. Yeah. You cannot kill these. And if you try to kill... Except with fire. But then they come back with more. Yeah. Yeah. So it's inescapable. You can stop the smoke escaping, so... Yeah, maybe. But it is hilarious. It, it might be my favourite horror comedy. Okay. Just because it's so damn fun. It's a comedy movie with zombies in it and yeah. horror scenes. The effects are great. The characters are memorable. The plot's not overly complicated. Probably not, no. No. No, I wouldn't say um, that, no. And the ending is perfect. Yeah. Yeah, I did like the ending. See, I only think this movie is cute. Yeah? It's entertaining. I, I, but, um, yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's all right. I, I, I don't just like it. This is a horror movie you can watch with your friends. Yeah. But right. it's kind of horror second, but I still can't do it. Thank you.